Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media because we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Find links to the show in our Twitter feed and our Instagram at A to Z Sports. Hit us up on TikTok as well. But we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys like Wilson County Hyundai. If you're in the market for a new ride, check them out in Lebanon or simply at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Plus, Farm Bureau Health Plans get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage, better reps, better uh, rates, better service. Learn more about a health plan for you at FBHP.com slash ATOZ. So Michael says on Facebook, looks like Zach made it past the Monday cuts. Rip to the guy yesterday. Yeah, but Tuesday cuts, Zach, that's where the really where it really happens. So we'll see if you can survive again today. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I hope I can survive. Uh, I wonder who's going to cut me. I'm curious if uh, LATV or whatever the hell his name is, is going to try to cut me today. One guy did get cut, though, yesterday, an all-time great Titan, Brett Kern. Uh, that was a tough one, but as we kind of talked about yesterday, I did feel it was the right move and the smart move by the Titans and the logical move by the Titans. I was not surprised by Brett Kern's cutting yesterday. Were you? Um. I mean, surprise, no, because they didn't we, keep both of them. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But surprise, no, because we've been talking about the possibility of this for weeks at this point. Um, and so, no, I wasn't surprised, but there was a little bit of a, oh, they actually did it. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, uh, yeah, they really did it. They really went ahead and cut Brett Kern uh, and went with the undrafted rookie Ryan Stonehouse. And again, the Titans benefited from the Broncos mistake 13 years ago. The Titans didn't want to be the Broncos of 2009 and cut a three-time Pro Bowl punter because uh, they wanted to stick with the veteran in the season. So, you know, it is what it is there, and, you know, we wish Brett Kern well. Uh, Brett Kern's had a pretty decent relationship with A to Z and with Buck over the years. And so, uh, you know, we, we kind of found out earlier on Saturday that he was not going to play in that preseason game Saturday night and thought the writing might be on the wall there. And, you know, uh, Sean says now Kern, now Kern gets the love here. Well, Brett Kern's been getting the love in Nashville for a long time. The longest tenured Titan. He's actually played the most games in a Titans uniform in franchise history. Uh, and the only guy now, uh, that has, uh, witnessed a losing season with the Titans on the roster is Taylor Lewan because Brett Kern and Taylor Lewan have been around for the longest and Taylor Lewan now the longest tenured Titan, as I'm sure that scares him a little bit as he goes in the last year of his contract too yeah and Kern, this is a business decision they didn't want to do this but i think that you know they have the patriot mindset mike vrabel and john robinson both come and are cut from the same cloth of what the patriots exemplified during their dynasty run and that was you need to move on from players when you need to move on from players you cannot hold on and and lust after the guys that have brought you there Sometimes you got to make the hard decisions and cut them, release them, and replace them. That's the yeah. key. And I felt like Stonehouse earned the right to prove if he can replace Brett Kern. That is a tall task. I mean, that's not going to be an easy task to come in there. And as you mentioned, Kern is a fan favorite. Stonehouse does have a great last name going for him. So 
if if he can have that great hair, he's got he's got a brand, right? A big foot, stone house, and long blonde locks. So he got to catch the ball, though. Yes, absolutely. So uh, I did uh, I did hear this, Zach. Uh, Brett Kern played for every Titans head coach (laughs) because he was around for the last couple of years of Fisher and you know made it through Vrabel. So the only guy who can say that now Silas says, I hope Kern doesn't go to Indy since their kicker is down and out. Well, their punter is down and out, but here's the thing about how this works. And this is important for the rest of today on a Tuesday is that Brett Kern got released players with four years or more uh, accrued seasons in their NFL career. They get released. And when you get released, you become a free agent. So Brett Kern can go wherever Brett Kern wants to go. But if you have less than four years accrued of seasons, then you get waived. And when players get waived, they go to the waiver wire. And the waiver wires in the draft order. So the Titans are 26th on the waiver wire. If you play fantasy football, you kind of know how waiver wires work. But Kern released. Now he is a free agent, which means that he might be going to the Buffalo Bills, which are, are his hometown team. His parents still live up there. He grew up there. Uh, and Brett Kern might you might see him in Buffalo in a couple in a couple weeks, really, uh, with that. So we move on from the Brett Kern follow-up to the trade the Titans made and the message that went along with the trade the Titans made last night. The Titans made a trade with the Carolina Panthers late last night for offensive lineman Dennis Daly. The Titans also got a 2024 seventh-round pick to come from Carolina with Daly. And the Panthers get the Titans 2024 fifth round pick. So Zach, now we have seen John Robinson over the last few weeks trade, not like 2023 picks, but 2024 picks uh, with Tyree Gillespie and also Ugo Amadi in trades. Uh, Gillespie got cut yesterday as well. And Ugo Amadi with a trade away from a pick too. So the Titans... Trade for an offensive lineman, which makes me think Daly was going to get cut by the Panthers, and the Titans did not think that Daly would get through waivers to them at the 26th waiver wire position, and the Titans absolutely need offensive line help. What was your thoughts on this trade? Well, two things. Let's start with the year, and I'm glad you brought that up. It's 2024, right, not 2023. How many draft picks do the Titans have this year? In 2023? No, in 2022. Well, oh, how many they, did they just They draft? made nine selections. They gained more picks when they came into it. Right, nine selections. This is an easy strategy to look through. They have nine guys, and now it's August 30th. John Robinson has, 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 has had a first look at all of these draft picks, right? He's had his hands all over them. He knows exactly what they are, what he likes about them, what they need to improve on. And also, what did you say? Last week or the week before, I guess it was the week before, how many draft picks in this draft class do you think will make the team? Well, I think there will be nine draft picks that make the team. Really, the only guy who's not solid on his roster spot is Theo Jackson, but I still think Theo Jackson's going to make the team. Plus, Ryan Stonehouse, an undrafted rookie, so there could be 10 rookies on this 53-man roster. So you fast forward two years, and if and you have to think positively. You can't think that everybody's going to be a bust, right? Yeah. So if you fast forward two years to the 2024 draft, and you have nine draft picks that you have signed, and they've progressed like you want to, 
the value of a draft pick in the 2024 draft is now less because you don't have the room on your roster. So you can see right through what John Robinson did. And I like what he did. This is a chess chess man's game, right? I, I like this. This is a chess master. Because if you, if you look at what they need now, and he's done this twice, essentially this training camp, he's traded for team need. Yeah. Immediate. He needs secondary team need. He needs offensive line team need. And so I like this trade. Now, will Daly pan out and be a great, you know, swing tackle or, you know, utility guy when somebody goes down or submit, you know, somebody from the starting role? I have no idea. We got to get him in there and see what he could do. But you said it correctly. They did not feel like he was going to pass waivers. So they jumped that and they made sure that they got a offensive lineman that if they are in a bind that he can plug and play, you know, and this, uh, this is the last thing I'll say for this little rant. Mm-hmm. This is an indictment on Dylan Radens. They don't do this. If Dylan Radens is worth a damn and Dylan Radens is not worth a damn. That's the problem. And Dylan Radens is a second round pick. Yeah. So we call it like you see it. The the proof is in the pudding, whatever you want to call it. That is what it is. I just explained exactly John Robinson's thinking. And then the moves tell us what they feel about their players. Yeah, uh, no doubt. And so, uh, you know, G-Man says daily, the next Dennis Kelly. And I want to go to Jarrell's comment because he adds a little bit more context onto this. Uh he says, man, if, if if Dennis Daly ever plays the Titans, he'll easily be this year's Kendall Lamb. This is coming from a guy who likes the Panthers a lot. Jarrell's a combo Titans-Panthers fan. I don't know many of those out there. But uh, but Dennis Daly, I did see this from F-Word Pod on Twitter that adds a little bit more context to what type of offensive lineman Dennis Daly is. A six-round pick in the 2019 draft out of South Carolina. So he stayed in the Carolina. He's a big dude. He's like 6'6", 300 plus. Big guy. He's played uh, left tackle the most, left guard the second most, and then right guard for a little bit too. So over 900 snaps in his career at left tackle, over 300 snaps at left guard, and over 100 snaps at right guard. He has not played right tackle in his career, but I'm guessing what the Titans are seeing in this is a guy who can be if Dylan Radins cannot be your starting right tackle, now NPF is your starting right tackle. John Robinson said so uh, Saturday night. Now with NPF being a right tackle, you lose your left tackle backup, right? Because NPF was going to be your backup, ideally, to both Lawan and Radins. But Radins couldn't cut the cheese. And so uh, there's NPF up there. And so now you had to go get extra depth behind Lawan. And that sounds like Dennis Daly. And maybe he could be some extra depth behind uh, Aaron Brewer or Dylan Radins or wherever Radins is going to play at the guard position. But it sends a massive uh, message that Dylan Radins, dude, you're on a short leash. And Jamarco Jones, you might not have a leash because Dennis Daly might be the guy that could replace you. So with, with every move, there's a guy who loses a job. <clears throat> maybe Jordan Ruse loses a job because they add Dennis Daly. Maybe Jamarco Jones loses a job because they add Dennis Daly or Corey Levin too. So a massive message sent uh, to the offensive line. There's like four guys affected <clears throat> on this offensive line group by the uh, trade for Daly. 
Well, you know, I know hindsight's twenty twenty. So I, yeah, I'm not. But going back and, and looking at when John Robinson drafted Dylan Radens and our reaction and everybody's reaction of I was a little head scratching. Yeah. That high to go get somewhat of an undersized offensive lineman, and he just he's not good enough, and that's very very concerning when. This is not the first time, right? Like Lawan, when you drafted Lawan, you were you were going through. You had Conklin and Lawan. You had just gotten Ben Jones as a free agent, and you started to kind of like put together your offensive line. Ben Jones and Lawan are the only two that has lasted. You drafted Nate Davis. Nate Davis has been quality, right? Yes. I mean, we would all say that. But the right tackle position ever since they made the decision to get rid of Dennis Kelly and draft Isaiah Wilson, which I hate to say out loud. And it's just been a revolving door. And then the Saffold thing, we all, we understood what happened last year, right? Mm-hmm. Is Saffold or Lawan? They picked Lawan. that happens. And Saffold's now with the Buffalo bills. You're this is, this has been a, I, this has been an eye opening offensive line experience over the last six months, Austin. Yeah, so let's ask this question. Uh, what's your confidence level in the Titans' offensive line heading into the season? We like doing our confidence levels 1 through 10. 1 being you have zero confidence. Uh, 10 being you are not worried whatsoever about the O-line. What is your confidence level in the Titans' offensive line heading into the season? Uh, but first, let me tell everybody <clears throat> excuse me, about our friends at the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you need to go where you can trust to get back to health and back healthy quick with the Bone and Joint Institute. They've got experts there at their Franklin facility uh, that can cover any type of injury you could possibly think of. So when you do get hurt, go to their website, boneandjointtn.org. Then you you punch in your name after you click the book appointment uh, button. Then you punch in your name, what's hurting you. It sorts the doctors who specialize in that body injury and then you just add it on the schedule. It's simple as that at boneandjointtn.org. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. You can download that app today. BetMGM's hooking you up if you refer a friend via the refer a friend invitation. $50 bonus when they sign up. They get $50 too. So boom, boom, $50, $50. That's $100 between two people. And you can refer up to 20 friends up to a thousand dollars in bonuses so use that promo code atoz sports you refer a friend we can refer you we're all on the same team trying to make as much money as possible on bet mgm use the promo code atoz sports that's atoz sports all one word no spaces in your promo code uh, label and boom you will get a that feature on bet mgm download the app in your app store today all right, Zach, we're asking, what is your confidence level in the Titans' offensive line heading into the season 1 through 10? So many, I mean, there's been well over 100 comments since I asked the question a minute and a half ago. So, Zach, I'll uh, send you to the chat to see what the people think. Well, here's the tough part because David brings it up. This is a trickle-down effect. Raidens was supposed to be the fix for Isaiah Wilson. Yep. And while Isaiah Wilson was supposed to replace Jack Conklin. This is years and years and years now, right? Yeah. That... The the yeah. strippers on the boat in Miami, the 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 role that they played in the Titans offensive line. Well, I'll I'll kind of go to a Titans mantra of this offseason was make new mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you make the same mistake, 
back to back, it gets like a lot, lot bigger of a mistake, right? And if you expect a different result, you're all of a sudden in a straitjacket yes. in a padded room, right? So yeah. let's go to the comments. One through 10, what is your, uh, your confidence level for the Titans offensive line heading into the season? We got some low numbers starting with uh, William Wallace Ooh, at a negative no- 0.5. That's ridiculous. Uh, very, not very confident right there. Steven says eight. Bryce says two, a shaky two at that. Deshaun Washington is at a 7.5. G-Man on base says 3.5. Ramon says three. Boyd says five. Nate's burner says five. I'm curious what Nate actually has to say. Um, Evan says about a four. So does Guy. Alonzo says 4.5. Dadson says six. 4.2 from Titans Kyle, 6 from Steven. Xavier says 4. Tighten up from 5. Uh, Scott says 4. Gator Hater, 6.5. Ty Hill, 5. Snapshot, 4. 4.5 from Apollo, 6 from Howling Wolf. Ryan says 4. So does Derek. A couple of 6s and 6.5s from David. And Sean says 6.5. Nika is at a 2. Very low from Nika right there. Asad is at a 5. Six from Daniel. So the comments keep pouring in, keep pouring in, which we appreciate. But I would say the average of the chat is right around a five. And that's not very confident in an offensive line that has a lot to prove with a dominant running back that has a lot to prove. I don't know if you saw those NFL top 100 numbers, but Derrick Henry behind Jonathan Taylor, Ryan Tannehill with the most pressurized offseason of his life, of his career, coming off of the worst pro season performance of his life in his career. Now he's being, you know, he's behind an offensive line that at least this chat, it's not a true representation of all Titans fan, but it's a damn good one. Uh, is at a five confidence level. Yeah, real quick, a golf clap to us as a show uh, that did not fall into the trap of doing a show about the NFL top 100 this summer. Uh, so very excited about that. But anyway, all right, so... Um, it's interesting because Zach, what is a five? Five is what sitting on the fence, right? So the chat sitting on the fence of their confidence, which I think is kind of appropriate in this situation because you don't really know what you're going to get. Like Lawan is coming off of an injury season where he played better towards the end, but I think he's, he is in a better spot moving forward. You have a new left guard. You have a brand new rookie right tackle. And the guy you thought was going to be the right tackle is now the backup left guard. And then you feel good about center and right guard. So there's like, I think it makes sense to kind of be on the fence right now. Now for me, I'm slightly over the fence because well, I, that's I, good. That's I, good. I, I'm you at can't be five, on the no, I'm not. I'm just talking about the chat, right? The chat's on the fence and it makes sense. And Bork is right. This is a lecture to the chat. Now they didn't all do five, no, but we, we took that the, was an average. Yeah. We took the average, but again, it makes sense that they're sitting there because NPF could be really good, but he's a rookie. And so he's going to make rookie mistakes. Aaron Brewer's undersized, but he's a good run blocker. So you can still run left with Derrick Henry all day long and feel pretty confident about that. So Ben Jones has a tendency to get hurt every third quarter. And then you've got Nate Davis, who you feel good about as well. So I'm I'm at a five and a half, Zach. I'm just above the just over the fence on more confident than I am not confident. So the reason why I like NPF. I thought that was a good draft pick when the Titans made it in the third round back in April. 
I liked it even more once I realized how smart the guy is and how quickly he came up to speed and has the ability to go from left to right in-game. I just think that's really impressive overall. I think NPF is going to be solid. I think Nate Davis is solid. I like Ben Jones, and I think Lawan's going to have a good year. I actually feel better about the left guard position now that Dylan Radins is a backup left guard because I still doubt Aaron Brewer because I've said this several times. I don't care how strong you are. You might be a freaking ox, but if you're an ox that weighs 285 pounds, then a 330-pound nose tackle can move you regardless of your strength because you don't weigh that much. And so I worry about the ability for Brewer to anchor. I think he's fine in the run game, but I like the ability for Raidens to try to develop into the left guard. And, you know, it sucks that that's what Raidens' ceiling is, is hopefully a starting left guard as a second-round pick, hopefully. But that's what it is right now, but it actually makes me feel better about the left guard position because you have a couple options there. So this is uh, this is actually surprising, and we don't do this very often. But that real is quick, real quick. Sorry, let me let me go to Cam's comment because Cam says that's what people said about Aaron Donald, or like the ox strength, but not weighing that much. But there's a difference in pass protection and pass rush because in why is Aaron Brewer pretty good at run blocking? Because he's moving forward, right? Aaron Donald always moves forward. But when you're pass protecting, you are back in your pass set trying to hold your ground, which is why Aaron Brewer struggles in pass protection, right? So when Aaron Brewer is moving forward, like Aaron Donald moves forward, then it makes sense. Maybe Aaron Brewer could be a good defensive tackle. I don't know. I don't think we'll find that out. No. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually at a 5.5 as well. Uh, and the, the reason why I like Nicholas Petit Ferrer, I, I think, I think he's going to probably struggle a little bit, but I think he proved that he's smart, intelligent and in pass blocking. And that's, that's going to be important. It, guys, it's a passing league. You're going to get into third and sevens. You're going to have to throw the football. I mean, it's just what it is. You can't just run Derrick Henry all day, every day. You can try, but you can't. And so I think that Petit Freire showed me that he made progress as a rookie throughout the course from start to finish, finish of the preseason. Yeah. That makes me feel good. The Raidens thing makes me feel terrible. I think that that was uh, a terrible selection when you can't make a terrible selection after you've already made a terrible selection. And I've already gone through that with the Isaiah Wilson thing. Ben Jones is solid, and Taylor Lewan. I think we all agree that Taylor Lewan uh, has the ability, capability. His mind is right. He's removed from the injury. He's removed from PEDs. He has something to prove, too, right? This is the second half of his career. So Taylor Lewan, I expect to step up to the plate and protect Ryan Tannehill's blind side. Here's the reason why I'm a 5.5. Mm -hmm. This is wild. And I don't know how much playing time he'll get, but I think he'll get playing time because of Derrick Henry. That's Jeff Swain. He's a blocking tight end. And I think they'll still have those sets where you have Swain. You also have Hooper. Hooper is a better blocking and catching tight end, correct? Yes. And so then what they had in old Ferk dog, right? Anthony yes. Ferkser. And so that's kind of, in my opinion, that's why I'm a 5.5, but 
5.5 is not good, right? We should not feel good about being a 5.5, Austin. Well, you came into this knowing that two of the three of the five jobs are up for grabs <clears throat> and that depth, like, again, that's why we said all summer that the Titans really need Dylan Radins to win the right tackle job because it just makes everything else feel better behind Dylan Radins uh, with the backups and the depth there. But that's not what happened. And so now you have to be very concerned about the depth of the offensive line. And I am like when I watched the preseason games uh, this past, you know, in during this month, the offensive line was having massive issues. Like that, that two point conversion they tried to run the other night against the Cardinals. Nobody blocked anybody. And Dylan Raiden was at right guard and he didn't touch a single defender. Uh, and so you, I do have ish concerns about the offensive line because of depth, because there's always injuries to it. And that's why they had to go trade to, for Dennis Daly and give up that fifth round pick uh, in a couple drafts. Ed's coming in hot. Ed's staking his claim that Ed has never dated anyone under an 8.5. So you, look, this offensive line is far from an 8.5. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of the last time that we felt like the offensive line was an 8.5. Probably Nate Davis's second year. Yeah. Because you had, um, let's see, who was the right tackle that year? Because Nate Davis's second year, was it Dennis Kelly, I guess? Uh, Nate Davis's second year, which would be 2020 off the 20. That was season. a good offensive line. Yeah. That LeJuan, was an 8.5 offensive line. Well, but then LaJuan towards ACL, right? Uh, so yeah, true. the first five games of 2020 was, uh, you know, LaJuan left tackle, Saffold left guard, Ben Jones, then Nate Davis, and then Dennis Kelly. And then you had to move people around. Ty Sambrilo or whatever came in for some time and then he got hurt too and here's the one thing though we just saw Malik Willis run around for three games right like that guy can escape you know anything yeah Brian Tannehill is underrated as uh, at eluding defenders within the pocket to get outside of the pocket and Todd Downing has got to set him up for success as well right mm -hmm. and I think he did that last year with all of the rushing touchdowns Ryan Tannehill is not afraid to stand in there and take some hits and deliver the football. So that also maybe should, I'm not saying it should raise ours to a six, but it should impact uh, what we think, because isn't that the justification of the offensive line of how many times the quarterback gets hit or how many times the quarterback gets hurried or how many times the quarterback gets sacked? Yeah, for the most part, especially when Ryan Tannehill was least responsible for his pressures of any quarterback last season. Uh, Bryce says, why the Titans get rid of Dennis Kelly anyway? Well, at the time, uh, you know, Dennis Kelly was making seven plus million dollars for to be a, a, a replacement level tackle. And it was great when that replacement level tackle was making two million dollars and was your third tackle. But when he was making seven, it's a lot more difficult. Hey, Dadson, how about this transition? Only five wide receivers on the team they trust. So I bet between now and trade deadline, they might add some more. Dadson. That's the love of the mind. show. Yeah. How about that, this, Dadson? That's that's Cleo Dadson right there. That's right. That's our next topic, as it also says add to the wide receiver. Well, no, no, don't give him that credit. <laughs> <laughs> should the Titans add another veteran receiver or should they stick with who they have? Should the Titans add another veteran wide receiver or stick with who they have? There's also a high-profile wide receiver 
who became a free agent this morning. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com is where you need to go to get your new health plan. I got my new health plan at the beginning of this year, and man, I am glad that I did. I do have better coverage, and I do have better rates, and I know I have better service because my previous health plan, nobody would call or talk to me. I couldn't even find the phone number. It was just, it was horrific. And once I switched, I really had a sigh of relief because, look, we all get sick. We all get into crazy incidents. I told you about the the car accident that got in in St. Louis in a lift. I'm finally getting that resolved, too. That's a whole other story. Uh, that took an... A good old Nick Saban ass chewing uh, by a, for a uh, an insurance agent that got me to where I needed to be. But the fact is, is that I was covered. Like I was covered. Now they should have been covered. And the fact, and I'll keep going on about this, but the person that hit us gave fake car insurance. They should go to jail for that. That's a whole nother point. But <laughs> you'll get out of jail if you've got a good health plan and you are secure in what your life is, and you're moving forward towards the right direction. You're staying out of the slammer. You're living your good life. You're breathing the fresh air, and you're helping yourself and your family. It's not just for you. They have the perfect plan for you. That's FBHP.com slash A to Z. That's FBHP.com slash A to Z. Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee has helped me. They can help you, too. Get your quote today. All right, don't forget, download the BetMGM app when you can if you're not uh, if you're not on board, do it. But if you are on board, you can refer a friend and get more money. Uh, because every time you refer a friend uh, with the BetMGM app and they sign up using that referral invitation from you, you get a $50 bonus. They get a $50 bonus and you have up to 20 of those referrals. So you can get up to $1,000 in bonus with BetMGM refer a friend invitation. Take advantage of that at the, uh, as football season gets ramped up here with the BetMGM Refer a Friend invitation on the BetMGM app. All right, Zach, the question here, should the Titans add another veteran wide receiver or stick with who they have? Now, Josh Gordon got cut by the Chiefs this morning, which means he is a free agent. Uh, so Josh Gordon's out there. Will Fuller still looking for a team? Cole Beasley still looking for a team? Uh, T.Y. Hilton, Emmanuel Sanders, Alan Hearns, Deshaun Jackson, just to name a few. Uh, those are some older names there. Yeah, right? I get it. Josh Gordon is trash. The guy's been trash for so long. Josh Gordon is not the same Josh Gordon that had what the the one or two good years, the one good year of his career. Now it was an amazing do you, career. Do you know what year that was? Yeah, it was 2013. <laughs> That's what year it was. That's Josh Gordon for you. Yeah, Josh, no thank you, Gordon. That guy is absolute trash. You don't want him on your team. He's got problems that he's tried to work through that he couldn't work through. And Josh Gordon, one year in 2013, I mean, I could go back and I'm going to do this because that's how adamant of how trash I think Josh Gordon is. Is in 2013, who knows what the number one song or all the other iPhone, what iPhone we were on in 2013. That guy, the reason there's a reason why he was cut. So let's not go crazy on high. I mean, high profile is true, but false. It is completely. Yeah. Tell me what you saw. The the 2013 was a bad year of songs. Just a bad year because number one was thrift shop. (laughs) Oh God. By Macklemore. Number two in 2013 was blurred lines. 
Oh, wow. That got uh, Emily Ratajkowski famous. That's uh, yeah. And then uh, number three was Radioactive by Imagine Dragons. <laughs> Imagine Dragon, bro. And then uh, number four, the Harlem Shake. So Josh, oh, the Gordon, Harlem Shake. Josh Gordon's last only good year yes. was the Harlem Shake year. <laughs> the last and only good year. Well, he did have 720 plus yards in 2018, but again, that was freaking four years ago. So, uh, so, uh, it, yeah. So Josh Gordon is not needed. So Titans fans who are trying to go after Josh Gordon, uh, you can uh, disregard. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Yes. All right. So, but should they still add somebody? Because they've got five wide receivers as, uh, I forget who, uh, Dadson, uh, kicked us to this topic. Five wide receivers they trust. Woods, NWI, the two veterans coming back. Then Burks, Phillips, the two draft picks. And then Racy McMath coming into his second year, uh, who has really progressed nicely over this summer. So, you know, that's five guys you like. Then you've got Des Fitzpatrick, Mason Kinsey, Reggie Robertson, uh, and Cody Hollister. I think, I don't think Des deserves a roster spot. I just think he's not very good. And you can find better on the open market. I would rather keep Reggie Robertson, uh, Robertson, excuse me, over Des Fitzpatrick, to be honest. I think Reggie Rob, as Vrabel calls him, has a much higher ceiling than Des Fitzpatrick as an undrafted rookie because he also helps you on special teams. He knows what the hell to do on special teams, unlike Des. And so, you know, I'd rather do that uh, than Des Fitzpatrick. So uh, they're not going to keep Mason Kinsey. Yesterday was his birthday, so they weren't going to cut him on his birthday. So Mason Kinsey will probably get released today. Uh, and then and then Cody Hollister will be around. You know, Cody Hollister will probably get added to the Titans active roster in November just because they need somebody. But that's – they. so I don't think they should keep more than five that are currently on the roster. So I do think they should go find a veteran to help out a little bit especially earlier in the season as you rely on two rookies and a second round six rounder. You got two guys who have actual NFL experience catching passes. That's not good. And one of them is NWI. (laughs) Right. Which is a good story, but still. (laughs) Yeah. The good story. Not, not Bobby trees is coming off a torn ACL. So there's a lot of youth you're relying upon. So I do think a veteran free agent addition would be beneficial for at least the first month of the season as Burks, Phillip, and Racy continue to get more comfortable where they can come out and help. Right. Well, so you have to kind of really dive deeper into what this is and who you're taking away from, right? Because if you're going to bring in an older vet, T.Y. Hilton or something, right? What reps is he going to be, you know, taking away from? Who, what actual, why, and I'll ask you this, Austin. Let's not get to a actual wide receiver, but what type of wide receiver would you pick up if you was a veteran? A wide receiver, like a guy who is going to play snaps at the wide receiver position who you are comfortable with being on the field on third and eight, and you need three wide receivers out there. Because right so some, now... Somebody who can play the uh, the slot and outside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, on third and eight, on your own 30-yard line, who's on the field? Hooper, so there's one. T- 
tight end, right? Hooper, then Woods, NWI, Burks. I would like to have somebody who's got more experience in converting that situation. Burks has to be. He's a first round pick. No, I know, but in but again, like it's still some it's still an unproven. Here's my issue. And this is I don't I don't actually have an answer. Usually I have an opinion or an answer to something. And I hate to say this before the season, but based on what happened last season, you have to talk about it. You know, Julio Jones and AJ Brown were not healthy last year. What if Robert Woods and or Traylon Burks are not healthy this year and you're trotting out NWI and Robert Woods or NWI and Burks or Phillips in NWI and racy, right? Like as much as we like racy in August, it's going to be the worst wide receiver group in the NFL. I mean, I hate to say that the Cowboys aren't very good without CD. So I, I don't want to say maybe the worst because they got problems themselves because they didn't do a very good job of replacing Amari Cooper, but the Titans, I, I you have to think about that, right? Like, if somebody goes down because it is football and this happens, this wide receiver room. So, you know, my answer wants to be to the question, which is, do you bring in a veteran wide receiver or stick with the guys you have? My answer has to be a veteran wide receiver, but I hate giving answers without solutions. T.Y. Hilton? I think I say yes. <laughs> I think Again. I'd... I, I think I say yes. It's it's kind of now it's kind of the Andre Johnson I feel like thing where but you go to what, a what happened with Andre Johnson? Zach, he beat the I Detroit Lions. Bing in week two, and I, I don't like. I think the five they have right now, I'm okay with once they get comfortable and their feet wet in the season. But I think you need the veteran to help you out in the first three or four weeks. I think Darren's right. You're forced to say yes. Yeah. Is that your answer too? Yeah, that's my answer. I've already said my answer. Yeah. Uh, and you know, people bring it up Denzel Mims if he gets cut. He's not a veteran because Denzel Mims was a, a second-year or third-year player. So he would have to go through the waiver wire from the Jets. But the Jets haven't made that decision yet. Uh, although Denzel Mims is actively trying to get out of the Jets organization. Uh you know, that guy's not going to get to you on the waiver wire at 26. Probably not. And Mr. Mr. Strokes. <laughs> Don't do that. No. Trust yeah. you? You can't I mean, trust Gordon. Why are you going to trust Mr. Strokes? I mean, Kenny, Kenny Stills. He's got, but, but like Kenny Stills can come in. Because here's the thing, right? You're having to bring in somebody who hasn't been in, in, a, in a camp. If it's somebody who's not getting cut, bring in somebody who hasn't been in the camp. And I'd rather bring in somebody who knows Ryan Tannehill really well and Kenny Stills than like I'd probably rather bring in Kenny Stills than Cole Beasley or T.Y. Hilton. Well, I'd rather leave it with Cole Beasley because I don't really care about all the politics. Well, Cole Beasley was actually pretty solid last year. So I think, yeah, I think, yeah. The, look, Cole, he, no, so I'll take that back. Cole there's Beasley. There's a political thing going on with Cole Beasley. Uh, well, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't care. But Cole Beasley. It was the best one out there. Will Fuller is the most fragile option out there, oh, but probably no. has the biggest boom on it, but you don't want to do that. Well, what you're saying is what Jay's saying. Just replace Carl. Instead of Carl, it's Slim. 
There's slim pickings. That's what the wide receiver free agency looks like right now. And you can't find a, a good quality wide receiver. You're just too late in the year. And Odell Beckham Jr. ain't going to sign with you. He's going to well, sign with somebody And he better. tore his ACL six months ago. Oh, yeah. He's going to sign some, with somebody better. And he's not ready. Yeah, well, he's going to wait till the tri- like to the last possible. Well, he, he just can't play yet. He's six months out. He tore it February 13th. He's not ready. <laughs> but he, he, can't he will be. Yet. Yeah, in two months. Maybe. I'm concerned about this thing. I told you this uh, for weeks. This wide receiver thing, I, I, I don't know. I, I think there's a I lot of prob- question marks. And if somebody goes down, it looks bad. Outside of the five, the Titans will keep. I think here's how I rank them. I think Cole Beasley's your best option. I think Kenny Stills is your secondary veteran option because of the connection with Tannehill, and they're tight. And I don't think T.Y. Hilton can get open enough. I that's why my third option is Reggie Robertson, who's been here. That's my third option. Yeah, the the only idea that that Cole Beasley takes away from Kyle Phillips, and I like Kyle Phillips. Yes, true. And that I can't, I cannot do that. I can't do that to Kyle. I can't do it. I think Kyle needs the reps, and I think he can progress into the dream of Hunter Renfro that most Titans, you know, fans are dreaming. And so I don't want to take away reps or opportunity from Kyle Phillips. I, I honestly, I kind of believe less in NWI. Yeah. Um, Bark Bork Borkington, uh, Bork Borkington, excuse me, says, How many rookies are the Titans going to rely on this year? I can't remember a contender relying on so many. I mean, we've already talked about, I think, not, I think all nine draft picks are very likely to make the roster, and then you have Stonehouse as uh, your punter, so there's 10 right there automatically. And if you want to throw in a Reggie Robertson, then that, that could be 11, uh, or or a Jack Gibbons. Uh, at inside linebacker, that could be the 11th. You know, I, I don't, you know, that's a, that's a lot of rookies. You're getting close to a, you know, 23, 20, a quarter of your roster in rookies. And uh, Dago, you know, it's not hate on NWI. I think it's skepticism. I, I just don't know if he can put it all together like he needs to. I, I just don't know if he can. And I think that skepticism makes me, uncomfortable because of really the role he was thrown into. He's thrown into a very similar role of Anthony Ferkser last year. That's the second time he's got brought up. And again, I think the chat was like, he's not on the team. Yeah, I know he's not on the team. The reason why he wasn't on the team and isn't on the team is because he was thrown into a role that was bigger than he was. But that's where I'm scared that NWI could be thrown into a role that is bigger than his skill set. Well, last year he was. There were games last year when NWI was the starter. Like there was, there were multiple games where Julio and AJ were unavailable, and it was NWI out there running majority of the reps. And he wasn't, he didn't, he didn't crumble under that pressure like Ferkster did. Right, his, but this NWI's year credit. he may not. Get, he may ha- he may have that pressure. I don't know whether a crumple or not, but he may have that pressure that Ferkster had last year. If something happens, that's the whole preface to this entire story 
I, I feel actually okay if Kyle Phillips, Robert Woods, and Traylon Burks play all 17 games. But the likelihood of that happening is not good. Actually, I think I'm with Cherokee. I think our NWI has a solid season. I think solid season. So what is that? What does that yeah. represent in your eyes? Well, hopefully, you know, if you're if you're a Titans fan, you want NWI to not surpass 500 yards. Because if he surpasses 500 yards, then there's probably an injury that happened above him to Burks or Woods. And he's playing above his means. Right. So I think if he gets 400 yards and Burks and Woods are 800 or more, then I think that's a solid season for NWI. And, I, and that's respectable to be the Titans' third receiver option or fourth receiver option. Because uh, Austin Hooper, we've talked about at length as well, is going to get a high volume of targets in this offense. All right, A to Z Sports, Zach, we got a big audience here for trivia. We need everybody because the stakes are high. We are at 78%. We've got 10 questions coming up, including some Big Ten trivia and some what you say? Uh, oh, well, no, I've got an additional. I, I know I've got a good question for you and the chat that has to do with our non-sports questions, right? So it's uh, it, it, we're going to learn something today, folks. Either whether it's about 2003 Big Ten golf rules or the stars above astrology, right? All right, so let's get to Tuesday sports trivia. We've got to go eight and two today. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. Your perfect make and model is right around the corner. Quick trip down I 40, exit 236. Payne Bone and his team are hooking you up with the perfect make and model. And that could be the Palisade, third row, SU, third row seating. Full-size SUV with the Palisade. Also, the Sonata, four-door sedan. They've got the Elantra, the Santa Fe, the Tucson. They have their fleet. You've just got to find your right one. Or maybe it is, and those are all very fuel-efficient. Maybe it's the Ionic, which is battery-powered. Maybe start thinking about that. They can order one, all of those vehicles, off WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Check and look at their inventory, and they will hook you up with a great deal. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. BetMGM loves their current users, not just their potential new users, because BetMGM gives their active users a chance to win and earn a lot of bonus money in your account. And that's with the Refer a Friend invitation on the BetMGM app. If you invite up to 20 friends, you can invite, you get $50 of bonus per friend who signs up with BetMGM from your invitation. They get $50 in bonus as well. So you can get up to $1,000 of bonuses with the Refer Friend invitation. So hit them up with the BetMGM app. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only. All promotions, soda qualifications, other requirements, rewards, issues, nominal for to check credit for best price seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. All right, Tuesday Sports Trivia. Time to go 8-2. and two. We've probably got some new people who have not played trivia with us today. Uh, so, no Googling. No Googling. Uh, some quick things before we get to our first question. First okay. of all, if you're not following A to Z Sports Film Room, you need to be doing that. Go right. on YouTube. We break down Malik Willis. James Foster, our film specialist, breaks down Malik uh, Willis and his performance, a lot of good content there. Just go to YouTube and search A to Z Sports Film Room. My second thing is our non-sports questions is astronomy. My question to you is, do you know the difference between astrology and astronomy? 
astrology is the science of it. Astronomy is just the study of it. Bingo. That's good. Yes. I did not think you were going to get that. If, if that was worth some points, you would get some points. But unfortunately, it's not worth any points. <sighs> these, like these are worth some points. Okay. And we start in the NBA. What is Ro Oscar Robertson's middle name? What is uh, Oscar Robertson's middle name? James Palmer Lee or Allen? James Palmer Lee or Allen? Oscar Robertson's middle name. I think it's James. I, that does sound most likely. Oscar James Robbins Robertson sounds good to me. That does sound James. right. What are the options again? The options are James Palmer Lee or Allen. I think it's James. I say we lock it in. Final A to Z, James. The correct answer. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Oscar Palmer Robertson. Yikes. All right, 0 and 1. That's not good. In This is a golf question. In match play, two players agree in advance to concede all putts within a specific length. Are they in violation of a rule? Yes or no? In match play, two players agree in advance to concede all punts within specific length. Are they in violation of a rule? I told you we we're going to learn something today, boys and girls. Not when I golf. Uh, we're getting no's that they are not in violation of a rule. So, no. I feel pretty good about no. You know, the chat's no? overwhelmingly no. Yeah. So, no. They're not in violation of a rule. Final A to Z? Final A to Z. Oh, God. This is a violation of rule 2-4, two, two which states that a player may only concede his opponent's next stroke, and it cannot be conceded in advance. Oh. Damn. The, Yeah. <laughs> All right, we move to the Big Ten. How many states had more than one 2003 Big Ten school? And the reason why they say 2003 Big Ten school because it has changed, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Maryland added, um, who else? Rutgers. I mean, there's been a right. How many states had more than one? 2003 Big Ten school. Four, one, three, or two? Michigan, Indiana, because Purdue and Indiana. Um, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, and Penn State? Pittsburgh was Big East. You're correct. Who's in Illinois? I'm getting... 
Illinois. Yeah, Illinois. What's Illinois who's, who's was in the Big Ten. Yeah, the Big Ten. Who's who's the second team in Illinois in the Big Ten? Northwestern. Ah, that, there it is. That's it. And so it's three, right? Michigan, Illinois, Indiana. I feel I good about that. I forget about Northwestern. Yeah. All right. I don't think there's anything else because Iowa State is at the Big Twelve. We should Northwestern after their big win. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you want to lock that in? Three, lock it in. Yeah, final agency. Michigan, Indiana, and Illinois. All right, got one. Finally, Ugh. one and two. Yeah. Next question: Which two players were drafted immediately? After Michael Jordan in the fourth and fifth fifth spots, which two players were drafted immediately after Michael Jordan in the fourth and fifth spots? So I think I know this. I do not. I believe Sam Perkins. Good guess was one of them, and I believe the other one was, I think that was the year Charles Barkley was drafted. Um, We've got a Clyde and a Maurice Sparrow. No. Again, Bowie was two. Bowie was two. I think this is Sam Perkins and Charles Barkley. Now, Noah says Perkins and Barkley. Barkley went to the 76ers. Perkins... He played for the Sonics, but who was he drafted by? Hakeem was one, Bowie was two, Jordan was three. And I think it was Perkins and Barkley. That's a hell of a top five. Minus Sam Bowie. (laughs) I'm confident in that. All right. Sounds great. If we miss it, it's on me. That's fine. It's a good effort. I'm locking it in. Perkins and Chuck. Michael Jordan was drafted after Sam Bowie. The fourth selection was Sam Perkins, and the fifth selection was Charles Barkley. Nice. Good job. Good work. Two and two. Like that. I'll take that. Um, All right. What is the maximum number of clubs in which a player may start a round? 13, 12, 15, or 14? 13 was my initial. Before you even read the options, I said 13. What is the maximum number of clubs in which a player may start a round? 13, 12, 15, or 14? So 14 is getting a lot. 14 is getting a lot. (laughs) Including Dwayne, who we learned last week, Zach. Dwayne's... Uh, teenage son did very well this summer in the junior PGA or junior uh, league he was in. Ah, 14 is getting a lot. Titans Cal says locking in 14. Uh, for some reason, 13 is in my mind, but people, I mean, we're getting a lot of 14 people that are confident. I think we've got to go. I mean, let's go, with the, go chat. with the chat. I yep. mean, you got to trust the chat, right? Yeah, there's more. There's more in the chat than there are of me and you. So, let's go. Uh, Fourteen, final A to Z. 
Rule 4-4. However, if a player starts around with less than 14 clubs, he or she may add clubs during the round up to 14, providing the pace of play is not affected. Okay. 14 is the correct answer. All right, three and two. Keep it rolling. Three and two. All right, these these are this is tough. These are mascots. We have two mascots. Okay. Uh, and this counts for, I guess, the next two questions. What is the mascot of Radford University? It is in Virginia, Radford University. Radford was in the NCAA tournament just a few years ago. I remember that, but I don't know their mascot. They're red, I want to say. Any Radford or any Virginians? Ed says dog. Dog. <laughs> dog. <laughs> just flat I don't, I don't think dog. there's anything. Nobody or just the dogs. Where's the, the dog? Bull. Dogs. We, we, we no need cats. more dogs. No cats. Meow. <laughs> yeah. uh, Radford, not Bradford. Radford. Radford. OB. Uh, we've got a few Highlanders. The Radford Highlanders. I mean. I think if that's the, I mean, I have no clue. I mean, well, we've gotten three Highlanders. We got, all right, let's go Highlanders. Fine. What is he? Hey, Chris, Chris Flint says, I grew up in Henry County. It's the Highlanders. Well, <laughs> Henry then, County, Virginia, Chris Flint. Then Chris Boy. knows that it's a small town in Radford, Virginia, in the southwestern part of the state, founded in 1910 as a school for women with the intent of teaching them to be educators in the Appalachian area of the state. In 1970, it became co-ed and full university. And to honor this, Oh, it lies in the culture of the Scots-Irish heritage. And to honor this, the school adopted the name the Highlanders in 1970. All right, there we go. Their colors from purple and gray to red, blue, and green. That's a lot of plaid. Yeah. Oh, Radford introduced the mascot called Rowdy Red. Okay. In 1981. All right, there we go. Okay, it's it's Appalachian. <laughs> Appalachian All right, so here I'll, I'll I'll let you uh, figure out our final sports question. Do you want golf? Do you want Big Ten two thousand and three, or do you want NBA basketball? I thought I thought we were doing mascot. If you well, I I, do, I fear that they're googling them. To be honest, All right, let's so. go spin the wheel. We're gonna go Big Ten two thousand three. <laughs> Big Ten two thousand three. How many states did the Big Ten encompass in 2003? All right, so we know three, right? With Michigan, Indiana, Illinois. Then you've got Wisconsin. Then you've got Iowa. Then you have, that's eight teams with the addition of those two because there's six in the first three. Now we're at eight with the five states. Pennsylvania with Penn State. In Ohio with Ohio State. So that's seven states. How many teams? Ten teams. The Big Was there 10. only ten teams? 
No, there were tw- 12. Minnesota. Um, so it's eight teams, and that's 11 teams. Eight states, 11 teams. There was more than 11 teams, though. Which ones are we missing? List them the, again. The teams? Yeah, because you're missing a team. There's not 11 teams. There's 12 teams, I thought. So we've got Indiana, Purdue, Indiana, Illinois, Northwestern, and Illinois, Michigan, Michigan State, Michigan. Then you've got Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Ohio State, Penn State. That's eight. That's eight uh, teams with. They had 11 teams in the Big Ten. They had 12 teams. I think Jabu is right. There's 12 teams in 2003. I don't think there's 11 teams. We're missing a team. I think there's just 11. Nebraska was still in the Big Ten, Big 12, excuse me. Maryland was in the Big East or the ACC. Maybe you're right. And and Jamison says you counted two teams on one finger. Because Jamison, we're counting the states, not the teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I don't see another state though. It's it's eight, eight states. You want to lock that in? Final A to Z, eight states. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana. Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Pennsylvania. All right. That's good stuff right there. That is good stuff. Eight, correct. 11 so, teams. Uh, John, you're right. I, I didn't know that. I thought it was 12 teams, but that. And Big Ten, Jeff, no, you were not needed. We can handle our Big Ten stuff without you. <laughs> All right. So our record now is five and two. We started off slow. We started off real slow, too. So we've got three questions left. Let's let's hit it. Our non-sports. This is going to be tough. The planets make up what percentage of the mass in our solar system? Oh my god! Point one three five percent, thirteen point five percent, point zero one three five percent, or one point three five percent. The planets make up what percentage of the mass in our solar system? So the other mass would be space. Because <laughs> I don't think stars are in. Well, the moon. The moon moons. is not a planet. Moons. Moons. That's the key. So it's either 0.135 or 0.0135. That. Or could it be 1.35? The sun also doesn't count because it is a star. And that is a huge mass in our solar system. So I actually think it's probably higher. I mean, uh, Jared says 1.35 because Uranus is huge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jared. Oh, geez. So it, it's either 0.135 or 0.0135. The sun is not a planet. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, 
Man, I think it's got to be. I think it's larger. Aaron says 0.1 something. I remember from my astrology class. I think 0.135 is the answer. Do you want to lock that in? Screw it. 0.135 final A to Z. (sighs) The planet. It's 13% of a percent. Like, I feel like that's pretty tiny. The planets make up only 0.135% of the mass in our solar system. The sun dominates, accounting for 99.86 of the entire solar system. Other factors include satellites and comets. Oh, I guess space doesn't count as mass. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Um, so six and two. So keep on rolling. The three main parts of a comet are the nucleus, the tail, and the blank. The three main parts of a comet are the nucleus, the tail, and the blank. Is it the zenith, the coma, the umbra, or the radiant? I learned this at one point in my life. I can see the book. Umbras, uh, coma, says lock. Scott says lock it in coma. Jared says Somebody coma. knows this, yeah. We're getting a lot of comas. Lock, yeah. So you want to lock it in? Yeah. Coma, final A to Z. The coma consists of gases and dust around the nucleus. All right. Yeah. Tail nucleus coma. Jason's all over that. So, hey, look at that. All right. Seven and two. This is the big one. We got to have this one. What color is the sunset on Mars? Blue, green, red, or yellow? What color is the sunset on Mars? Blue, green, red, or yellow? I feel like this could be a trick question or this could be red and make a lot of sense. John says blue. Jarrell says blue. John says they should have picked on Twitter from NASA. Orlando says Billy's favorite color. I, I think we go blue. Blues is overwhelming. And we're getting a lot of greens now. It's good, basically going to be a coin toss between blue and green. We need to come up with something. Uh, how do we know you guys who are saying green or blue aren't colorblind? You never know. What color is the sunset on Mars? Blue, green, red, or yellow? We got to pick one. Orlando says green, lock it in. Orlando has been yelling green. David, what did David say? David said there's no... Oh, gosh. We got to lock something in. Let's... uh... Blue or green? You want to flip a coin? We can do the old coin flip. That's tough. There's so I say I've got blue. a coin. I said we go blue. Is it, is that a, that's a poker chip. Yeah, it's a, it's a NFL it's Las Vegas draft. It's not poker a coin. Chip. That's a poker chip. Uh, yeah, it's it's good as money. I said we go blue, blue, <laughs> blue. Money. Final A to Z. 
Blue Final A to Z. It's been done. Dust in the Martian atmosphere has fine particles that permit blue light to penetrate the atmosphere more effectively than longer wavelength colors. So therefore, the Mars sunset is blue. We just ripped off eight straight in a row. After going into an 0-2 hole, we finished 8-2. Good job, everybody. It was the poker chip. It was the lucky that, poker chip. That was chip. it. Yeah, the, if the poker chip was green, then maybe we, ne- we don't know where that was going to go. <laughs> That's huge. What a run. 0-2 down in the dumps with golf rules and what was the other hard uh, question? Oscar Robertson's middle name. <laughs> Palmer? <laughs> Yeah, big brains on us. We had some big brain questions <laughs> there at, at the end. So, hey, big time success, big time success. Now, now let me do, uh, let me do my math here. I believe we are a solid. We gotta be seventy nine, baby. If we were seventy eight, we're we're climbing. I gotta make sure I do fifty nine. Uh, No, it's 69 out of 85 or 81%. Whoa, we're over the 80 threshold with two more weeks. Wait, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be sitting. No, it's got to be 78 point something. 78.8. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we gained a half a percent. Good at trivia, not as good at math. With well, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad. All right. <laughs> we are 67 of 85. Because last week, uh, Zach, we had 15 questions. And Jarrell asked a random question. says, do I like Lil Boozy? I don't know if you saw the Lil Boozy get pulled over video. <laughs> but I sent that to all my friends. Yes. Because that is hilarious. No, the funniest thing about it is that Friday morning on the show, when Sam was on, we got, for some reason, Boozy came up in the end of the show conversation. And then like two hours afterwards, that video came out. The last 40 seconds of the little boozy of being arrested on the side then, of the road video. And then I had, I had set it off stuck in my head for the next three hours. I, I don't know any of his songs, but he is a oh, funny God. character. I used to watch his Instagram lives, you know, like Live. it's just like the, the thing that you won't tell a lot of people that you do, but like, I'll sit there and watch little boozy's Instagram live just to say, just to hear the horrendous, ridiculous things out of that dude's mouth, but very entertaining. Yeah, it's Boosie. Boosie, Boozy, both is good. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow on a Wednesday where we will know the Titans' 53-man roster. Uh, we know this guy's going to be on it. So uh, Buck Rising live tonight, 8 p.m. Central Time for his initial reaction with A to Z Sports Primetime of the Titans roster news. And we'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 Uh, for that coverage as well. We'll talk to you guys then. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Thanks. Adios.